Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Nothing But Locks. This is the first time we are in Tennessee, and we couldn't be happier to be here. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my great CEO, Mark Thomas of Zen Sports, and our wonderful GM of sports betting, Robert Kowalski. Mark, Robert, how are you doing today? Amazing, Allie. Good to hear from you. Uh, excited to be uh, heading out to Nashville tomorrow myself. If I am not first having to travel to Vegas in case the Chiefs lose all 10 of my survivor entries and I have to buy back in. <laughs> Robert, how about you? How are you doing today? It's always a pleasure to be on with you, Ali. Uh, yes, uh, actually, Mark uh, probably has uh, some slight trepidation after uh, deciding he wants to go ahead and push all in on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But to be honest, I'm not quite sure if anyone wants to bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes in week one ever. So, Mark, we launched Zen Sports in Tennessee back in June. Before we get into the NFL picks, because I know that's what everyone wants to hear, all the odds and analysis and everything. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Zen Sports, why we're here, why we're happy to be here. I'll let you take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Zen Sports is a uh, new next generation sports betting platform that uh, launched in Tennessee back in June. Uh, we are super excited for what we have, uh, you know, for the Tennessee market. We have a really, really awesome, robust, comprehensive uh, bonus program whereby customers can earn not only, uh, you know, kind of deposit or welcome bonuses when they first sign up, but also ongoing cash rewards, cash back uh, bonuses, uh, which is a, a percentage up to 2% of their betting volume every single month. Uh, in the form of a cashback bonus. You can also earn a 1% infrequent withdrawal bonus. So basically, if you leave your funds in Zen Sports uh, and don't make any withdrawals, you can earn up to another 1% based on your betting volume. And then lastly, we have a really awesome referral bonus program where you can earn 3% of the betting handle or volume of any one that you refer to Zen Sports. Uh, so that's up to 3%, and that's also uh, pretty awesome. So all, all in, you can earn you know, geez, up to, up to 6%, uh, you know, on your, on your betting volume, which is <laughs> to say the least, uh, huge, uh, and, uh, or combined, I should say, you know, uh, volume between yourself and, and those you refer. So that's, that's huge. And, uh, we're, we're really excited. And then we also, um, have built out a peer to peer platform that's not yet live in Tennessee, but we are going to be seeking approval for that, uh, sometime later this year as well as we have the uh, capability to take uh, cryptocurrency deposits and wagers. Again, that's also not live yet. Uh, we'll be looking for approval for that, regulatory approval for that sometime in 2024. So all in all, it's a really exciting uh, platform and technology and mobile app. Uh, and you can download it at zensports.com. Yeah, and I'm in Nashville right now, and I can just tell you that the atmosphere here is great. I was at the Tennessee Vols game last weekend. It was just electric and exciting. So I can say Tennessee is a great state for us to be in. But without further ado, let's get straight to the NFL picks for this Sunday. But let's start with tomorrow, the Monday night game. And this is probably the most hyped one of the weekend, not counting the Thursday night game. But we have the Bills taking on the new the new Jets with Aaron Rodgers and basically half the Packers offense from last year. So Robert, uh, before we get into the analysis, why don't you tell the audience what is the current spread and odds? What are we looking at? Uh, right. So this game, right after having us opening it several months ago uh, with Bills almost as a pick'em, uh, we're now up to Bills two and a half 
on the road, eh, on the road, I, I guess they're still both in New York, uh, with a total actually starting to drop. So uh, we opened it with a total of 47, down to 45 and a half as we speak right now, Ali. Mark, I'll let you go first because uh, for the audience to know, Mark is a big Packers fan, so he knows Aaron Rodgers probably better than anyone. What's your lean toward this game? How do you see it playing out? Well, like you said, the Jets have half the Packers offense, uh, I mean, pretty much all the skill position players from last year, except for the rookies that are still with the Packers, like Dobbs and uh, Watson. Uh, so a couple of things here, just you know, generally and broadly speaking. First things first, um, it was absolutely time for Rodgers to go from Green Bay. Um, you know, way past kind of worn his wel- worn out his welcome there. He had been there for a long time. We love him for bringing his Super Bowl, but he went one and four in NFC Championship games, and it's time. It was time for him to move on, and that's a segue into that. I think he is going to be extremely rejuvenated in New York. I think you could just see it in his demeanor, in his attitude, um, in the way he talks. You know, after watching. Numerous press conferences with him as a Packer and kind of being sullen and uh, cryptic and so forth with his messaging. You can tell he's very upbeat. He's, he's a very emotional guy, right? And he's he's moody. Uh, let's be real about it. And so I think you're going to get the best from him in New York. Now, that being said, he is going to be turning 40 in December. So he is creeping up there in age. Uh, he had a very poor uh, 2022 season after having uh, you know, back-to-back MVPs uh, in 2020 and 2021. Um, and so I, I look for a major bounce back from them this year. That being said, the Jets have a brutal schedule. And so uh, I, I I don't think him being great translates to them winning 12 or 13 games. I think it's a 10-win season for them, make the playoffs, whether it's enough to win the division in a very tough division, I don't know. Um, but I look, I look for them to come out pretty strong in this game. I, I think this could be one where the crowd is really, really fired up. It's obviously Monday night. They'll probably have been in the parking lot drinking for a few hours. I, I really do think that they will give and show their show their best. And I actually like the Jets to win outright, let alone cover. So, um, yeah, I think I think you know whether that plays out the rest of the year remains to be seen. But uh, definitely, I think for Week One, uh, this bodes very well for the Jets. I kind of like your stance on this. Let's not forget the Buffalo Bills won't have Von Miller on defense, and that is an integral part of their defense. This one's a little tough because when you compare Josh Allen to Aaron Rodgers, you obviously have to give the edge right now based on their seasons last year. I would say to Josh Allen, he's the younger guy. He's He's been with his this offense since he came into the league his rookie year. I, I really don't know what I'm going to lean with the spread right now. My my gut says the Bills just because as a Giants fan, I know the Jets, whenever they're expected to win, they don't. But I think my better lean would be right now on the over, actually. And I'm usually an under better, but I think, like Mark, you said, these teams are going to be just over the top, rejuvenated. I think that it's going to come out guns a blazing there. I know the jets do have a good defense, but Buffalo does find a way to score. And I actually think the jets, I think this is going to come down to the end. I think it's going to come toe to toe and I would just be more comfortable taking the over with this one. How about you, Robert? You know, uh, not that I needed a reason to back a dog, but now with news that Micah Hyde, uh, the safety Uh on the bills, having a back injury. uh, And then as you mentioned, Von Miller is going to be out pretty much for a long, long time. Uh, I really would think that the Jets come out uh, victorious, regardless of them being a dog here. I, I think that's they're the right side. Cook alongside with Brees Hall. I think that that's going to make a massive, massive uh, assist for them in regards to uh, their running attack. 
that coupled with a little bit of play action, uh, I would really think that the Jets are going to be the right side on Monday night. Let's move on, Mark, to your team, the new look Packers with Jordan Love. I thought he actually had a really nice preseason. I watched some of the games. I thought he looked pretty good. And they're taking on the Bears, who I think are the most overhyped team coming into this year. Robert, real quick, what are we looking at for the odds for the Packers and the Bears? Again, as we take a look at this game, it's another one that moved pretty significantly from when we opened them here at Zen Sports. The Bears were actually a two and a half point favorite, and that got bet down in a real hurry to the point where it's uh, a Bears one point favorite, and the total is 42, Ali. All right, Mark, why don't you go ahead? Since this is your team, what do you think? I mean, I, Bill Simmons was shocked. I mean, shocked uh, when he did his guest alliance with Cousin Sal that uh, that this was Packers plus one. I mean, he thought it was he thought it was I think minus two and a half or minus three for the Packers. I, I I'm I'm baffled at this. Look, I understand that I understand that it's week one. I understand there could be you know kinks. I understand it's a brand new quarterback. I, I get all of that stuff. But the reality is the Packers have a chance to have a top – forget that side of the ball for a second. The Packers have a chance to have a top five defense here. I mean, they are loaded, loaded on defense, like, you know, hitting their prime type of thing, you know, young and hitting their prime on defense. So, I mean, forget about the offensive side of the ball for a second. I, I think that's the first thing to focus on. Then if you want to look at, you know, the offensive side of the ball – Okay, you know, it's now, I guess, a bit of a question mark whether Watson and Dobbs are going to play. That would be bad. But still, I mean, what has Jordan Love, you know, done to give people pause that he can't be competent and play up there? I mean, nothing. And and what has Fields previously done to show that he is competent and is going to, uh, you know, do things out there? Plus, plus, I think the Bears' defense is poor. Like, they're not going to tackling. They're, you know, they're just not, they're not very strong. I was just listening to, um, you know, Michael and Barney's uh, podcast at GM Shuffle, and he said the tickets are split 50-50 on this, but I think 74, 75% of the money's on Green Bay on this one. So I'm, I'm just a little, you know, so that means the sharp money knows where to go, <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's a really surprising line, you know, just given all of the circumstances. At the very minimum, I think it should be a pick game. I agree with you. I said the other day I was baffled as well why the Packers were underdogs. I'm not surprised with the sharp line movement. I like the Packers weeks ago in this game. Like I said at, at the beginning, I think the Bears are the most overhyped team. There's some there's some experts predicting that they're going to get 12 wins this season. I think they'll be lucky if they get to eight wins. I'm not a believer in Justin Fields. I think he excited many fantasy owners last year. But this is a year later. Now defenses know how to play him. They know how to take away the run from him. And let's be honest, even though he has DJ Moore and Clay, Chase uh, Claypool, I don't think he's that great of a of a passer. I think when you force him to throw, he's going to get sloppy. He's going to make mistakes. And like you said, Mark, the Packers defense isn't one to toy around with. They're going to have the attack ready for him. And I think the X factor in this game is actually going to be Aaron Jones. We've kind of forgotten about him just hyping around Jordan Love and how he's going to do. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a huge game. I was sure to draft him in my fantasy league, so... I'm all about Aaron Jones having a big game and Packers winning outright. And I love the under on this one as well. How about you, Robert? You know, I, I would have thought by now that the game would have flipped to Packers favorite. And I think the only thing that stopped that line movement from pushing over to the other side is uh, yesterday's news that both Dobbs and Christian Watson are going to be questionable Sunday with hamstring injuries. Nothing to toy around with. Obviously, if, if it's anything close to being uh, normal to to severe uh you're you're not going to move you're not going to have any kind of push off and there's not going to be any kind of extension beyond the cornerbacks and the safety so and the, Christian Watson's going to be really really relied upon heavily 
you know, to run and, and get an, a ton of targets thrown in his direction. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to monitor game time decision, obviously. So I think that's actually what's holding this game back from flipping. That being said, uh, I actually am on the Bears uh, for oh, wow. a couple of reasons, right? For a couple of reasons, as it is, I actually think that there's been an improvement offensively. Defense, I haven't seen, just like Mark mentioned. I, I really haven't seen much help from a defensive standpoint, but I actually think that there's going to be a little bit more run outside of fields, and there's going to probably be a little bit more of an extension beyond what his normal target range was. So I think that the Bears actually come out with a victory with no Dobbs and no Watson, or at the very least, them being thrown out there as decoys. I'm not quite sure if Green Bay can probably reach the 20 points that they need to win this game. All right, there we go. Well, we're going to take a short break, everyone. And when we come back, we're going to have more NFL picks coming your way. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Nothing But Locks. We just covered the Bills and the Jets and the Packers and the Bears. So the next one, since we are in Tennessee, I do want to cover because we're right here broadcasting in Nashville. And that's the Titans and the Saints. Titans, a little bit of a wild card to how they're going to be this year. We saw last year they lost Ryan Tannehill toward the end of the season. I, I personally think if he stays healthy, they make the playoffs. They had to rely on Joshua Dobbs the last two games. And they almost actually made the playoffs, but Dobbs had that fumble. I think there was less than a minute to go in that game against Jacksonville. But they are taking on the new-look Saints, who I also think are a little overrated. I don't get the hype with Derek Carr going to New Orleans. We saw he basically just, just was let go and gave up on his team last year when he was benched. I think he's a bit of a diva. But, Robert, what are we looking at for the odds for this game? Here's one that I actually think uh, I finally got right, right from the get-go. We opened it up, Saints 3. A uh, little bit of dancing up and down in terms of the VIG on the number, but we're still sitting at that 3, uh, minus 3 nickels on the Saints, and then the total, 42. I'll start with this one. I think the Titans went out right, and I'm not being biased because we're in Tennessee. I love this line from when I saw it in early August. I think Mike Vrabel is a thousand times better coach than Dennis Allen, who in his seat in his one season with the saints and back when he coached the Raiders, he has such a terrible head coaching record. I think he's going to be severely out coached. I don't buy Derek Carr. Like I said, meshing with that new Orleans office. You also have Alvin Kamara who suspended for the first couple games of the season. The Titans are back to being healthy. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have an enormous year with the Titans. People kind of forget about him because he was injured most of last season with the Cardinals. You still got Derrick Henry. I still think the Titans defense, now that they got Harold Landry back in the linebacking court, that that's something to, to think about, that they're going to be much better than last year. So this one to me is is easy. I think the Titans went out right. How about you, Mark? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I, I do think, first of all, the Saints have a outsized home field advantage. Um, I don't think the Titans' offense is that great um, to necessarily take advantage of the poor coaching mismatch. Um, I don't think the Saints are that horrible. I, I think the line is probably about right. Uh, I just, I, I think this is not as easy for the Titans as it looks. I think, I don't want to say a trap game in week one, but, you know, it's just, you, you kind of look at all the pieces and you go, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Saints won by three, <laughs> or if they went out, right? 
Uh, it went, you know, there are other games where the coaching situation, I think, comes into play. I don't think this one does as much because I do think some of the things I mentioned even out maybe some of the advantage. I mean, Derek Henry has to, you know, be a, a huge factor uh, as always, uh, you know, in this situation. I don't, I mean, Derek Carr, by the way, is, is not great, but he certainly can have games where he goes out and throws three or four touchdowns with, you know, zero or one interceptions. Now he likes to throw interceptions, but you know, it doesn't mean he does it every single game. He's inconsistent. That's what he is. Right. That's why he's, you know, average or slightly above average. Uh, so I, I don't think this is like a chop him up. Gimme for the Titans. I think if this game were in Tennessee, I would be a lot more inclined to say, yeah, Titans have this one. Uh, I think I just think this one being on the road is tougher for them, especially week one. The crowd will be rabid, you know, all that stuff. If if they were catching the Saints at five and nine, you know, later in the year and the crowd's kind of out of it and whatever, I think that'd be a different situation. But, you know, that is a tough place to play, especially early in the season when, you know, the Saints aren't out of it yet. So I, I do think it'll be a tougher game. It wouldn't surprise me who won, you know, if either team wins this game. But I, I, I do think the line is appropriate at, at Saints minus three. Got it. What about you, Robert? You know, my my concern back in about the middle of August was uh, seeing second-year pass catcher uh, Traylon Burks injuring his leg. And I really was wondering if his knee was busted already in just his second upcoming season. But it looks like he had full participation in practice just yesterday. Uh, and that makes me feel awful lot better for the Titans' chances for victory here obviously on the Saints side we're not going to see Kamara's he's been suspended for the first three games and now uh this past week we know that Traquan Smith's going to be out with a groin injury out like he's not playing so that coupled with what they already have in terms of their depth I really think that the Titans do cover the spread here I don't know about victory uh but catching three on the road I think is something that I'd be far more comfortable with than laying all right. I, I yeah, I, I like how we both have a different take on it. This is one of my big plays. Like if, if I were to put money down on it, I just think that the Titans and I, I'll, I'll lay it out there. I love the underdogs week one. I think that's why that in people's survivor pools, most people get kicked out the first week because they just try to yeah. on the favorites. And we don't know which right. teams are going to be good. I mean, look at last year. No one thought the Rams were going to slide the way they did. No one thought that the Seahawks were going to be better than the Broncos with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. So it, it's all a mystery of what we do and do not know. So I always am, am more comfortable taking points with underdogs week one. So that's always my mindset when it comes to the first week of the NFL. Yeah, but let's. So week one is week one is always full of upsets. Always the most upsets. It's always the toughest to predict. Hundred percent agree. That's actually why, like, I'm putting all my survivor picks on the Chiefs uh, because I really do. I, it's just so hard to predict week one. I mean, half the games that you think are going to be, you know, favor, uh, you know, teams are going to be good uh, and favorites, you know, end up not being so. I mean, Bengals lost week one last year, as you mentioned, the Rams got. You know, crushed basically. I thought, you know, people thought there'd probably be a little bit of a hangover with them, but I don't think anybody thought they'd get killed at home. Uh, so, and, you know, there were other, you know, lots of other games like that too. So I think that uh, you know, the Broncos, Seattle game is a good example. So yeah, week one is tough to predict. Yeah, I just I just think it's a home field thing. I, I think that that does play in the factor, uh, does play uh, into this particular game. Very, very fair. That's a good segue into our next one because this is a, a home underdog that I like that people have called me crazy for the last few weeks. And that is the Eagles versus the Patriots, the defending NFC champs taking on the Patriots who missed the playoffs last year. Robert, what is the current line on this game? Currently uh, it's three and a half. So the Eagles on the road, a three and a half point favorite, the total 45 alley. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go straight with this one. I don't think the Patriots necessarily win, but I do like that th- those three and a half points. That If it was two and a half, I would probably lean more Eagles, but that three and a half, I think this is a field goal game in Foxborough. Mark, to your point about home field advantage, Foxborough is a very tough place to play. Bill Belichick has had weeks to prepare for this game. And I think the biggest thing on the Eagles side is they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators in the offseason. And they lost a few guys on defense as well. But in this game, I just think that, first of all, the spread, I know with how bad the Patriots were last year and obviously the Eagles making the Super Bowl, people just think that this spread is ridiculous. But this is one of those things where, you know, if you're looking at it from the Sharps standpoint, it sounds like the Sharps have been on, correct me if I'm wrong, Robert, they've been on the Patriots because the line has dropped. I think it was four and a half or maybe it opened at five a few weeks ago. But I'm leaning on the Patriots to cover the three and a half this week. How about you, Mark? Yeah, I, I hear you. But I just, you know, I think I think the Patriots defense is certainly solid and, and probably even much improved. I just, you know, I, this one is an easy one in terms of pointing to the quarterback situation and just looking at the mismatch there. And it's not like Belichick can really create a bunch of exotic, you know, defensive packages to confuse uh, hurts. I mean, he's seen it all. Uh, I mean, he's not a like a tenured veteran, but he, you know, has been to the Super Bowl, had an amazing year last year. He's extremely talented. I, I just don't, I don't see him getting confused out there. Yeah, it's on the road, but um, you know, yeah, again, I, I could see the Patriots, I, I guess, you know, losing by three or less. I don't see them winning. Uh, I, I, I mean, the, the reality is, is that the Eagles are just ex- wildly, wildly talented on offense. I mean, they could have one of the best offenses ever. And so I just, I don't, I don't see them struggling that much um, unless it's purely a rust issue, like just a week one rust. Hey, we are just not, you know, we, we didn't play anybody in the preseason. We're just not ready. You know, whereas if you put this game in week four or five, you know, they win easily. So maybe that keeps it close, but no, I, I like the, I like the, uh, I like the Eagles to, uh, to win and cover here. All right. How about you, Robert? That's, that's actually a great point that Mark just made. And this is one of those where, I think the number got bet down just enough for me to say, yeah, this is one of those games that Eagles probably win. And if they win, they do cover, uh, especially at a, at a three and a half point range. I I think I'd be pretty comfortable. And actually, I far more likely think I'd see something where, you know, the Eagles go ahead and, and hit the cruise control button about, you know, two, three minutes left in the third. They're up about 13 uh, you know, perhaps, you know, uh, the Patriots come on back with about five minutes left in the game, pick up a touchdown and, you know, ends up Eagles winning by like eight or nine. Uh, you know, th- this is just one of those games where I just think the the body and the entirety of the roster of the Eagles is just superior in every way. Offense, defense, special teams. Uh, I, I'll, I won't say coaching, uh, but I think that that's probably where it's going to lie. Uh, I, I do think that the Eagles win and cover. So I'm with Mark here. I'm just laying it out there, Robert. You owe me more than a case of wine based on some of our picks from last year. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> I tell you, but I, I go the opposite way. I go the opposite of the public, but I, I hear, I definitely hear what you're saying for sure. It, it, it's, it's a tough game, but again, like I, I'm always more, I like points points to me are you start winning the game and there's always a way to get a backdoor cover. So uh, no, uh, by no means do I think the Patriots upset him. But I think that this could come down to a field goal game. So I will happily take that three and a half points. All right. We're going to take another short break and we will be back for some more NFL picks and analysis. Stay tuned. 
Hello, everyone. We're back on Nothing But Locks. We got another great matchup that I'm a little biased about, but I do give fair analysis. And that is the Sunday night game. We have the Cowboys against the Giants. Robert, is it okay if I say our Giants since we are Giants fans? We have uh, for about 120 episodes, so why stop now? <laughs> All right. Well, you go right ahead, take the odds, and then Mark, I'm going to have you give the the analysis since you're not you don't have a little bit of a bias like me and Robert do. So, Robert, why don't you go right ahead? <laughs> Here's another one where the number that we set right after the draft back in May is pretty much still the same number. Uh, we opened it up, Cowboys three, the total forty seven. It's now three and a half and forty five. All right, Mark, why don't you go ahead? So this is, uh, I, I think. That hook matters, uh, the, the three and a half. I, I, I think the Cowboys win by three. Um, I think it's just going to be that close. I think if this game were in Dallas, it would be a bigger problem for the Giants. Uh, but being at home, uh, again, week one, you know, crowd amped up. I mean, they will be ready to play. Uh, the Giants clearly have the coaching advantage. I think the, uh, you know, Cowboys have the clear, you know, quarterback advantage. Uh, I think they have the defensive advantage and, but the giants, you know, just, they, they just are very well coached. Right. So they're never going to get blown out of game. Well, I shouldn't say never, but rarely blown out of games and certainly not in week one. They're very well prepared. So, so I expect them to come out and be prepared, but I do think the talent side uh, is enough on the Cowboys that they should be able to win the game. Um, but it's not going to be a blowout. Uh at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants do win. I think, you know, Mike McCarthy, as I know him from his Packer days, is not a great head coach. So it would not surprise me at all if he made one or two boneheaded, you know, clock decisions or challenge decisions or whatever that uh, cost them the game. Um, but barring that, uh, like if they get up, you know, seven or ten, I would expect them to hold on to them by three. Uh, it's just, you know, kind of how they can, can do that. Um, but the Giants will be in the game. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I just I just don't think they have quite enough talent to match up with Cowboys. So right. from a betting perspective, I would do the safe bet and take the Giants plus three and a half. Right. As a fan, and even not just as a fan, but looking in, I do think there's a very realistic shot that the Giants do upset the, the Cowboys. I know we haven't beat them in something like, <laughs> I think Dak Prescott actually has beat us in every game since he's come into the league. So we're due for a win against him. But my thing is all I've hear, heard all offseason is how the Giants are going to regress, how we were so lucky last year because we had a lot of close games, how our our win against the Vikings in the playoffs was a fluke win because the Vikings were terrible. And I just I just don't want to hear it anymore. I, I saw it last year where we had no offensive line besides Andrew Thomas, and now we drafted a good center in, in the draft, uh, John Michael Smith, I believe his name. And we, the biggest thing in the offseason is we got Daniel Jones, a legitimate number one receiver, and Darren Waller. And everything that I've seen this offseason and in that one drive they did in the preseason game, and I know it was a preseason game, but they look like they have chemistry. Jones finally looks like he's confident. And I know he's been getting nothing but heat since he's made, since he's entered the league. But all he's done the last season is just improve and improve and improve and take over this team. And you can't forget Saquon Barkley. I think that our rushing game is now superior to Dallas's rushing game since there's no more Zeke there. And Tony Pollard, while he's good, I, he's not on Zeke's level. 
we do have a better defense now that we have uh, we added a few guys in the linebacking core and on the on the D line this past year. So, yes, I agree with you, Mark. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it will come down to a field goal either way. But I'm not going to be surprised if my Giants pull off the the upset at all. I actually am more confident that we do pull off the upset as a fan speaking and everything. And I think the other thing people forget is Dak Prescott. It just I don't know with him. I I don't ever see him leading the the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. He led the league in interceptions last year and he missed four games. So I think he's just, I think he's on the downside of his career. I know they have a great receiving core with CeeDee Lamb. They acquired Brandon Cooks in the offseason. But I'm going with the Giants all the way. How about you, Robert? I'm calling back to what Mark said about week one and it's uncertainty. Uh, Yeah, you know, of course we can uh, analyze and see everything that they've done. But until they actually play, we really don't quite know if the power ranks that I created are are actually as solid as I think they are. We sure will know by late Sunday night, that's for sure. Uh, but I do have a default setting, and that's a, a home underdog. Uh, so to catch three and a half, uh, which is you know the current live number, is uh, very, very enticing. I, I don't know if they win, but I do think they cover all right, we're all pretty much in agreement on the spread on that one. I am looking forward to watching. I'll, I'll, I'll also want to say our Zen Sports team, we're going to be at the Corner Pub downtown Nashville uh, later today for the NFL kickoff. We're going to be here all day. We're going to have some great specials promotions coming on. So come by the Corner Pub, grab a beer, grab a brew, just meet the team. Both me, Mark, and uh, Robert will all be there. So definitely come by. Doors open at 1030 a.m central time and i will be there through the night because i will be watching the sunday night game with my daniel jones jersey for sure anyway (laughs) i had to to plug that in there uh let's move on to a game i find very interesting it's actually one of the games i'm looking most forward to this afternoon and that's the miami dolphins taking on the la chargers right in la at sofi stadium which is a phenomenal stadium i live in los angeles so i've i've been by it and it is a gorgeous stadium but Robert, what are the odds for this game? After opening the uh, the game as Chargers two and a half, it's uh, moved up to three. Uh, yeah, a little bit of juice in some cases. Right now, we're having it at three, and the total is fifty-one. Alley, Mark, I'll let you start with this one. What what's your lean here? Yeah, so uh, unlike my previous uh, analyses where I talked a lot about home field advantage, the Chargers have absolutely zero home field advantage whatsoever to speak That's- of. Nobody in L.A. cares about the Chargers whatsoever. Uh, That is uh, Rams country. Uh, They should move back to San Diego if they want to have a home field advantage of any, uh, you know, of anything to speak of. Uh, That being said, obviously, the Chargers certainly have a lot of talent, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Herbert's probably one of the top five quarterbacks in the game. Uh, I can't stand their coach. I think he has no idea what he's doing 99% of the time. Um, And so, and I actually like McDaniel. Uh, I know he's quirky and a little odd, but uh, he he's actually super smart. The players love playing for him. Uh, and uh, I'm based here in Miami, and the folks are beyond excited for the Dolphins and what they're going to bring to the table this year. Their offense could be a top three offense uh, this year. They have probably the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, of course, the question mark is two and to his health, but unless he gets injured actually during this game, I don't see that clearly being a factor. Um, and so I really, really like, uh, the dolphins at plus three here. I like them to win outright. 
Uh, again, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers win, but um, but if, if they do, it's going to be you know within three. Uh, really, really like the Dolphins in this spot. I think they come out and make a statement. I think they could win the division, um, and I think they come out and make a statement here uh, to, uh, this week, and um, they beat the Chargers on the road. I'm going to go the opposite way. I like the Chargers, and I do think this that these teams can go head-to-head on offense, but the, the thing that's going to separate me is the defense on this one. The Dolphins had a terrible defense last year. There was no question about it that they lost a lot of games because their defense just couldn't stop the ball. Their their solution in the offseason was trading for Jalen Ramsey for the Rams to shore up that secondary, and now Jalen Ramsey's out for the indefinite future. So I just don't see how the Dolphins are going to be able to stop the Chargers at all in this game. And I think the Chargers, who actually do have a very good deep defensive line led by, uh, you know, Joey Boza, I think that they're going to be able to put up a stop at two that's going to separate them by a touchdown or more. So this one was tough for me. I will admit that. I, I kept going back and forth because I do like the Dolphins offense a lot. You with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Obviously, I do like Tua. I was a little skeptical on him because of his injury history. But when he is healthy, he's a very efficient quarterback. But when you look at the Chargers offense, I think they match up just as well with the Dolphins office. And I think the X factor is that the Chargers can make the stops that the Dolphins can't. So I, I know I don't. this is one of the few favorites I'm siding with this weekend, but I am going to lay the points with the Chargers minus three. How about you, Robert? I would probably go and, and take a look first at the total. Uh, Chargers brought in Kellen Moore as their new OC, right? So I, I think we're going to see a far better offense if that's possible i think we could probably count on seeing keenan allen herbert uh Eckler. The, these are you know i guess if you want to go from a daily fantasy perspective those are guys that are like auto inserts every single week uh and i'm looking at that total of 51 and i'm actually wondering ali if they get to that number almost at halftime Very I, I really i really think that defense might be optional here um uh, uh, Tago Vilo is going to just have himself. Uh, it, it's going to be as if it's just a buffet of targets between Waddle and Hill. I think that you know the the murmurs of of possibly bringing in uh, you know more help from uh, the running back perspective. I I know that really was was not meant to be. I don't even know if they even had a deal in place that was supposed to happen. But regardless, uh, Raheem Mostert's going to be there, and I think he's going to probably be counting on anywhere between 15 to 20 touches. The total is actually the one that jumped out to me. I would think that the game goes over pretty easily. Uh, but that three, uh, I don't think that the Chargers cover that. So I'm with Mark here. I think the Dolphins cover the spread here. Yeah, I, I would decide with you as well with the over. I do think that this is going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be a very high scoring event. It should be pretty good weather over in Inglewood where, where so Vi stadium is placed. So you're not going to have to worry too much about the heat factor over there. So yeah, I'll side with you on the total. I'm going to still stick with the chargers minus three. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the chargers win this one by double digits toward the end. I just think that people underestimate just how good the chargers offense is. I do agree with you, Mark. I don't like Brandon Staley. I actually thought he should have been fired after the, the, the Chargers blew that playoff game against the Jaguars last year, but bring on Kellen Moore for the offense. That's another reason why I like the Giants, too, to, to go back to that. Like, Kellen Moore really knew how to run that offense very well with Dak Prescott, and I think losing him is an integral piece of that coaching staff. So I'm excited for this game, and, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Chargers minus three. 
All right, we're going to take one more break and then we're going to hit, hit up our rapid fire round where we go strictly through the rest of the games on the on the slate for Sunday. And we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Nothing But Locks. We're going to waste no time. We have a few more games to talk about. We call this one the rapid fire round where it's the rest of the games. We don't give as much analysts, but we do take our give our, our lean on this one. If we're confident, we give it our lock. That's why we're called the Nothing But Locks. So let's let's waste no time and get started. Bengals and Browns, Robert. This I'm gonna let you go, but this spread I think surprised some people. Didn't surprise me that much. But what is the spread in this game, the Bengals and the Browns? Really, the only question here was the health of Burrow after his injury in this first preseason game. I think that we're going to be looking at a game closing with the Bengals two and a half and the total forty-eight. Mark, why don't you start with this one? What is your lean, Bengals Browns? Uh, I'm lean Browns. Uh, I mean, as the Bengals showed last year, they can lose in week one. Uh, and that was at home uh, to the Steelers who turned out to be crappy. Uh, so why can't they lose on the road to a pretty solid Browns team, especially Browns team with a great defense. I mean, I definitely think uh, the Browns can win this game. So, uh, you know, at plus two and a half, uh, love the Browns to cover for sure. And probably outright win. I agree with you hundred percent on that one. I think actually the Browns have gone under the radar this off season. I think that was a good trade for Elijah Moore to, to get him a solid number two receiver next to Amari Cooper. I think I know Deshaun Watson struggled coming back last year, but you know, he missed the whole year before. I actually think he has a pretty good year and I think the Browns make some noise. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. How about you, Robert? Yeah, I, I do like the home dog here. Once again, catching two and a half. Now, especially with uh, Lael Collins out, I know that was the biggest problem for the Bengals was protecting Burrow. Uh, now Collins is going to be out with a knee injury for the entire first month of the season. Osai is now looking like he's pop, probably not going to play from defensive side. Uh, plus two and a half, I think that the Browns actually win this game. All right, let's go to the next game. The Bucks with Baker Mayfield now as quarterback since Tom Brady retired against the Vikings. Robert, what's the spread here? Minnesota opened seven. It got bet down to six, and that's our current number here at Zen Sports. The total, 45 and a half. This is one of my locks. I think that the Bucks cover this one easily, if not win outright. I think the Vikings are a team that has gotten worse since last year. They had a, a horrific defense. They did nothing to improve that. I, I just don't think that they're going to be – I think that they're a sloppy team at times. I think that the Bucks, while I'm not a huge fan of Baker Mayfield since he really let me down last year going to Carolina, I think he comes by a little more humbled, a little more rejuvenated. You still have a great receiving core between Godwin and Mike Evans if he plays. I really like, I really like their running game. I still think they have a solid defense. I wouldn't be surprised if they win, but this is my lock. I'm going to be safe and take six and a half right here. How about you, Mark? Well, the Vikings and the Niners are my two least favorite teams in all of professional sports. So it's especially the Vikings uh, since I grew up in Wisconsin and uh, I'm a Packers fan. So it's tough for me to not be a little bit biased here. Uh, but I agree with you that they've gotten worse and uh, don't love their, don't love their coach. Um, I do have to give them again, credit on the home field advantage side that, crowd is generally pretty loud and can make things tough for opponents and Baker Mayfield has never shown like poise or you know the ability to like you know be cool under pressure so I don't know if I'd like them to win the game I wouldn't go that far but yeah I, I love them at six or six and a half um you know I think that uh I think that the I think that the Buccaneers will stay in the game that being said I, I don't I don't like the Bucks head coach either uh, I think Bowles is out this year if they're not uh halfway decent yep. 
So, um, yeah, I, uh, it, this is almost, I, I can't believe I'm about to say, this is kind of almost a, a pick them game, or maybe should be kind of Vikings minus two, Vikings minus three. So I think plus six for the Bucks is a, is a, is a pretty safe play. That being said, again, the caveat is I don't know if Baker, you know, can uh, stay poised and I don't love their head coach situation either. All right. How about you, Robert? Great point. I, I do think that they do cover the six. I think Tampa does stay close with an outside shot at winning the game late. Uh, Vikings, like you said, Ali, re- really are susceptible to the, the run. Uh, and uh, look out for uh, Rashad White. I think he's going to be really, really fantastic this year. I think he's going to make a really positive impact uh, in this game at Minnesota. So I think they cover the six Tampa Bay does. All right. What about the Jaguars and Colts, Robert? Jacksonville Jaguars, a five-point favorite on the road at Indianapolis. The total's 46. Uh, I'm not an Anthony Richardson fan at all. I I think he was rushed to the NFL. I said I don't like one-year college quarterbacks. With all this hype, we just looked at, you know, what happened a few weeks. Not that he was a one-year – well, he did only play one year, but Trey Lance, what happened with him. I am i don't I don't think Indianapolis is that good at all. Jonathan Taylor, not on, you know, not on the on the physically unable to perform list. I have no problem laying points with the Jaguars right here. How about you, Mark? Yeah, although for some reason they always struggle with Indianapolis. I don't know why. I, I, I just – it's just a weird thing. And sometimes teams just have a bugaboo where they just can't – beat certain teams uh, and in certain places. So, I mean, talent-wise, the Jagos are way, way better than the Colts. There's not even a question on this. And again, I think the Colts could be a bottom five, bottom six team in the league. Uh, and the Jaguars should win that division going away. But I don't know. I, 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 don't, I certainly don't like the Jaguars at minus five. Uh, I'd like them to win the game uh, and should do so. But uh, this just seems to be one of their Achilles heels in terms of um, – opposing teams um, that they struggle against. Um, I, I would be very impressed if the Jaguars came out and just beginning to end dominated the game one by 14, 17 points, 20 points <clears throat> and made it not close. But I just, I just don't see that. I see it actually being closer than it should be. Um, and so uh, with that, I mean, again, I think this is still a stay game, but if you had to take uh, one side, I would take the Colts at plus five. All right. How about you, Robert? Same. Uh, again, uh, give me a chance to take a home dog, uh, and and you have a an auto push for me. This is also a team that really likes to ruin an awful lot of pools in week one. The Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts do. Uh, so I would probably think, even though you're right, Mark, uh, Jaguars win this division convincingly. Uh, they may have to squeak out a victory in the final two minutes of this game. Uh, so I'll take the five here in Indianapolis. You have PTSD about the Colts upsetting teams in survivor pools, Robert? I may have. I'm I'm not going to talk about that, uh, nor any trips that I might need to make to Napa Valley between friendly wagers between you and I. I lost one entry last year when they beat the Chiefs at home in week three or four. I I told Robert not to pick the Raiders against the Colts, and that was the one game they won with Jeff Saturday as their Colts. (laughs) I don't know who that team is. They are the team that shall not be named. All right. How about the 49ers and the Steelers, Robert? San Francisco. <laughs> Sorry. San Francisco, two-point favorite on the road in Pittsburgh, the total 41 and a half. I like the Steelers here. I don't know how healthy Brock Purdy is. And, you know, to go to Mark's point, Pittsburgh is a very tough place to play. You know, I don't I don't really like West Coast teams going to the East Coast because you lose three hours. You got to factor that in. So I like the Steelers not only to cover, but I like them to win outright. How about you, Mark? 
I mean, is Bosa, I mean, I know he signed the big contract, you know, this week. Uh, is he really going to be in game shape and ready? I guess so, maybe. I mean, nobody else really played in the preseason anyways. Um, but there's still a, you know, just kind of a mental mentality shift. Um, you know, Pickett's obviously, you know, everyone thinks he's going to be the next Joe Montana. Uh, you know, uh, he needs to prove himself a little bit here, okay? Uh, Thomas is a great coach. Shannon is too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Steelers do have one of, I think, the last, you know, five or seven remaining home field advantages uh, in uh, the NFL. And it is, t- it is difficult to travel, you know, west to east. Um, I do like the firepower that the Niners have, though. And I do think they win by a field goal, which means they would cover the two and a half. Um, but I, again, a bit of a stay away, uh, if you had to take it though, I do like, uh, the, the Niners in this, even though they're one of my two least favorite teams in all professional sports, um, they do tend to play very well in the red season. Um, it's in a place where they stub their toe, thank God. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know why they would really have a problem with this game per se. I, I can't just, nothing jumps out at me and says, yeah, this is why they're going to lose. Um, and they're more talented for sure on paper. So I, I, I think minus two and a half is correct. Um, and I, and I like that because I think they win by three. All right. How about you, Robert? You know, this is again, in one of those rare games where I, 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 I'm backing the favorite and look for all intents and purposes, we've got the 49ers making it to the NFC championship game in almost every single simulation that I can run. I think that this is a game where the Niners win by double digits. Uh, and so I'm backing San Francisco as only a less than field goal favorite here. All right. Hot take on that. All right, Robert, your favorite team, the Raiders, just kidding, against the Broncos. What do you got? Uh, the Denver Broncos, a three and a half point favorite and the total 44 against the team that shall not be named. Uh, I mean, this is a tough one right here, but as bad <laughs> as the Broncos were last year, I don't know if I buy that chemistry between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I would lean under on this one. You know, we don't know what the Raiders offense is going to look like. If I had to, you know, choose, again, that half point makes all the difference. I think this is a field goal game, so I take the Raiders plus three and a half. How about you, Mark? Uh, You know, uh, the, the Broncos should be better. I mean, just the, the head coach, uh, the difference in head coach between Hackett and Peyton is probably worth six wins, right? I mean, just maybe five. Uh, he's just that much better uh, than Hackett. Doesn't mean the talent on the field is that much better, but just scheming-wise and just not making dumb boneheaded decisions and just culture-wise, you know, like last year, you know, Hackett let Wilson do whatever he wanted in the locker room. This year, it's, he's running a much tighter ship. Um, when you package it all together, the Broncos should be better. They should win eight or nine games. Um, and the Raiders aren't good. Um, but, you know, Garoppolo is, you know, uh, solid. He's a game manager. He rarely gets blown out. Um, he is starting this game, right? Just to I be clear. So. Yep. Yeah. So I don't see. I, I I like the Broncos by three, and if it's three and a half, I would probably take the points. Um, I don't. I wouldn't feel great about it, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders came out and even won this game because <clears throat> they have decent decent talent on offense. They're a terrible terrible defensive team. Um, so, you know, if there's a time for the Broncos to get back on track on offense, this would be it. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders won outright. Um, and I don't like the Broncos to win by more than three if they do. Uh, so I would, uh, I would take the Raiders three and a half plus three and a half. Robert, do I even have to ask your opinion? 
Uh, game goes under the total. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Jerry Judy, who they're counting on very significantly, uh, he if, if you think that he's playing, uh, he's going to be a shadow of himself. Hamstring injuries, especially the one that he suffered, really, really bad. I don't expect him to be at 100% until week four. Uh, for that reason alone, I, I think that you're going to find a really sloggy first half. Uh, I think the game goes under the total here. All right. Well, good stuff today, guys. Everyone, I hope you have a great first Sunday of football. I know I'm excited the NFL is back. It's my favorite sport. It's the number one sport. Football Sunday is my church. And before we head out, Mark, any last comments for the audience? Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, Florida Panthers uh, rat T-shirt that's red. Uh, and so I'm channeling my inner uh, chiefdom here uh, to uh, to win tonight. So all 10 entries move on to week two in the Survivor Bowl. <laughs> Robert, how about yourself? Download our app. Come on down to zensports.com and download our app available now on Android and iOS. Uh, you'll see an awful lot there that you won't see anywhere else. Uh, and uh, we're really excited for this coming football season. Can't wait to see you all wherever you may be. All right, everyone. Take care.